The world is in crisis. The Galactic Lyceum has dispatched an alien armada to Earth in search of their missing leader. Upon entering Earth's orbit, they are met by the legions of Stratoplex, cybernetic life forms from the future. The battle began over the human city of Chicago, but has since spread to all corners of the planet and beyond. The world has fallen into chaos and cries out for a savior. In this moment of uncertainty, what heroes will rise to the challenge? We need new hope. We need new inspiration. New powers. New abilities. New names. New faces. New champions of what's true and what's right. Welcome to the Heroic Origins Podcast. Hey, True Conceivers, welcome back to the Heroic Origins Podcast. I'm Terrence. And I'm Dave. And we're just two comic book nerds doing what we love to do, make up new superheroes. Today we have a special guest, Troy Floor, one of the hosts of the Rocky Mountain Geek Tank. He's also an award-winning filmmaker and the founder of Improv Nito, an improvisational comedy troupe. Welcome to the show, Troy. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, how are you? How are you doing, man? I'm doing super. Aha! Aha. Super superhero show. <laughs> and you've been a, now you're good. you're a you're a comic book fan for a long time. When did you get into comics? And oh, superheroes. Um, well, my I had a brother who was nine years older than me, and so he was my gateway into comics. And I'm I'm trying to remember the first comic he might have actually had me read. I I want to say it might have been Gru, G-R-O-O, the uh, the overweight samurai. Oh, yeah. I remember Gru. <laughs> I haven't thought of Gru in forever. Um, I think he was created by Sergio from Argon- the Magazine. Argonis? Or, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. I'm spacing on this uh, name. I I did not prepare for this part of the quiz. Oh, sorry. Um, I'm just uh, this is this is what we call just casual chatting, Troy. So, oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Well, and then, um, uh, of course, X Men. The early days of X Men were comic books that he had me read, and I became a big fan of Wolverine at that point. And and then, of course, it continued on and off based on how much allowance I was able to get and collect. Um, I'll, I'll sidebar here to a really uh, tragic story of when I was in my early teens, I had a job after school that made very little money, but I was collecting the um, X-Men comic book. And I had just bought one and was hiding it in my desk and one of the other kids wanted to read it. And so I was nice enough to let him read it, but the teacher caught him with it. And the teacher tore the book in half. <gasps> and the kid oh just like, didn't care because it wasn't his book and he didn't acknowledge to pay me back. But that of course traumatized me now that wow. I'm very selective about who I let read my comic books because of that incident. Mm, so. mm. Well, Troy, it is a uh, pleasure to have you on the show, and we know that that trauma will come into play as we create our heroes. And let's yes. just, uh, since this is the uh, the second episode of season uh, two, but the first one where we've brain- we're brainstorming a new hero, let's uh, go over uh, the rules. Uh, we're going to take a random word, and then we're going to riff on that until we come up with a fully fleshed out superhero. Then we'll see how that hero fits into our robots versus aliens storyline. We've given ourselves a time limit, two 10-minute regulation brainstorming periods separated by a superhero sidebar. If we still haven't finished our hero by then, we'll do a lightning round with two additional minutes per category in a two-minute revision period. After that, we'd love to get your input on the character. Now get ready, because it's it's collaborating collaborating time. time!
All right, we are on the clock. We've got 10 minutes, and uh, first thing we need to do is pick our random word. So uh, we've got this uh, random weird word generator, and uh, let's. We've each got a veto on this uh, if we don't want to do it, but we'll we'll run through a couple and decide what we want most. And the first word we've come up with is. Does somebody else want to try to pronounce that? Iopterus, which means having violet-colored wings. Oh, that is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but not violent-colored wings. Well, there's no reason they can't be violent and violet, violet at the same yeah, time. That's that's so okay. Well, let's 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 look and see what the other options might be. All right, let's just uh, let's try a different word just to see what we might have to work with here. So, ooh, that could be a whole different. Uh, What's the word? Of... What word are you seeing? What <laughs> would be different? <laughs> uh, what is that? Palestra. 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 Which means wrestling Spanish. school or gymnasium. Yeah. Yeah, that would we be interesting. We have cooking schools. So. We got cooking schools. We got. So well, it makes me think wrestling of. Schools? It's a Greek word which reminds me of uh, Lyceum. So it, it could yeah. be. Since Lyceum is a Greek word for school, right? Or something. Or college. Oh, it and... could be their fighting pits. Or their, or their, their um, gladiator. Uh origin uh i could see it being related uh but let's take a look at the third word here and just see you know, if we get okay uh pululate pululate or pululate if it's spanish to swarm <laughs> to team to breed freely to breed to freely sprout. okay so yeah. so what uh which of those words uh are speaking to you guys hmm well the the Palestra like... uh, fits more of your theme currently that you've had going with the schools and such. That's but... true. That's that's true. I mean, I I just think that you could have easily work in some sort of gladiator school or, you know, some sort of masked luchadors or something. Okay. Well, do we want to uh... we want to go with that one? And what was the first word? Iops. I, uh, what what did you did you write it down, Troy? Uh, yes, uh, Iopterus. Iop, I'm sorry, Iopterus. I O P T E R O U S. Having violet colored wings. Okay, so we're gonna go with palestra is what we're we're looking at. But to breed freely could also uh, the pollinate. Yeah, pollinate. And also to swarm, it could be someone that's just like a bunch of smaller somethings. I mean, you've got robots and you've got technology, and that's a whole other avenue that you could go with them. Troy, you're our guest. Why don't you choose one? Go with it. Go with pollinate. Pollinate. All right. All right, guys. We're gonna go with the word pollinate. Pollinate. Which means to swarm, to team, to breed freely, to sprout. That is our word. So we're going to now start the initial brainstorming period. We are now on the clock. Ten minutes. Okay, pullulate. Well, I think that's, yeah, there's definitely a lot we can go with there. So to give you the Oxford definition is to uh, spread quickly or to be full of life or activity. Well, to swarm, of course. Oh, well, let's... I just focus on this to breed freely, <laughs> and it just makes me think that it's somebody who's just 
from the seventies. <laughs> Just spreading their so free love around and and well reproducing. Constantly. Okay, no, oh, that's actually yeah. And <laughs> uh, if we want to, we can bring that wrestling back into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I think that this could be a character that has something to do with our robot invasion, who is uh, connecting with all the technology and multiplying. So we've got okay. So there's a power of okay. This is a okay. So it's a some sort of uh, character that's like the Borg, perhaps that's that's trying to to reproduce, or I mean, reproduce in that way by absorbing things. Is it replicating versions of itself? Is it like a virus where it's just sort of duplicating itself? Or it doesn't fit with your world so much. But the idea of a character that can just make people pregnant at will without actually. <laughs> Well, let's having let's to have interaction. <laughs> let's not worry about fitting it in with the world so much okay, right yeah. now. Let's just just freely brainstorm and come up with an interesting character, and then figure out how it fits in with the world. Because I think yeah. just about any character we come up with, we can fit in. So, okay. right. so, so right away, I'm thinking of a character called the Impregnator. <laughs> the Impregnator. <laughs> that People would be mysteriously and randomly getting pregnant. Um. So I'm sorry. This is I'm not sure if I'm not sure if rape is what we want to build our uh, our character around. No, no, no. It's it's not even it's not that. There's there's no contact at all. It's just um, you know it would be really difficult for people to explain because they they could even be a virgin and it would be a virgin birth. The birther. We call it the birther. birther. That just that also goes a little different direction. Uh. That's just well, I mean, I, that's not any different than that's that's ultimately not any different than uh, like uh, Alien, like the the uh, exomorphs. Is that what they're called? Um, you mean from the the movie, the movie Alien? Alien? Well, they still actually had to have contact. You had to have the face hugger hit you. I'm talking about through oh, like a super pet natural magical type thing. Sure, sure. I'm just saying though, the results are kind of the same. That you're right. But then, or, you have or not, are you, you have... making them pregnant from? Is this like Cupid where? you're just sort of making people instead of making them fall in love you're making them pregnant it's not that you're bearing this person's children correct they just automatically unexplicably become pregnant but i don't pregnant know with this, what that's um, the well we have to wait nine months to find out <laughs> Well, you have to you collect have all to nine months on. worth of issues of the comic to get to that point. <laughs> so it's each issue, each month you have one issue to, right. correlating with. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a scam. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm not sure I want to go this direction. I like the swarming part and the spreading quickly. Uh, what what okay. was the what was the the Merriam-Webster uh, or what was the oh to to multiply or spread prolifically or rapidly? So you could take a version of this and go with um, it would be yet another villain for Joystick to fight a character who spreads viruses in the same way uh, through computer viruses and such through just contact. That's definitely a possibility. We've also got, what are some other ways to spread quickly? You could be like the blob or something, and you're just this big mold that's growing over, you know, an area. It's, it's a brother to fun guy. It's a brother. It's fun guy's <laughs> brother. That's right. So, Troy, you, you clearly have listened to our show. <laughs> yes. You, you know the characters better than we do. Um, to it could also be, you know, me. simple multiplication, you know, like a multiple... Well, what about I? You know, I to breed freely though. That to me, that makes me think of like free love, and yeah. like an amorous type of character. You know, you remember those characters from Star Trek that were all, you know, the space hippies. 
wasn't that the episode where they play like Spock was playing the instrument? And yeah. All the like, Trekkies hate that episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm not a Trekkie, so. I'm, oh I'm yeah, but you do. Well, you, you're surrounded <clears throat> by Trekkies, though. You're I do. Surrounded I, by I, Trekkies, I, I so. vicariously absorb. But With yeah, the this... teaming of two, what if it's um, what if it's a bunch of smaller living entities that make one entity? So the oh yeah, uh, well, some oh, kind of space bug or something that looks like one person. Maybe it does gestate in a person. Maybe it like uh, maybe these space bugs take over a person and they use them as an incubator. Oh, the the space the space slug trope. I love that one. They um. There's been a few movies like that. Uh, Night of the Creeps, uh, Slither. There's a few other movies too I can't think of. But yeah, the slugs nope. that get into the brain and control you. And they so this incubate. is a hero, right? Are we doing a hero um, or a villain? Yeah, I feel like okay. So how do we turn this into a heroic uh, uh, scenario? So it's a symbiote instead of a parasite. <laughs> you know, I did have this, I did have this uh, really horrible comic I made back in high school called Jimmy and the Tapeworm. And it was about a symbiotic relationship between a tapeworm and a person, but the tapeworm could talk and was like the size of a python. So what if the what if this uh, polyolite uh, multiplying creature lived inside of a person, but did everything it could to help that person and not hurt them, but it needed them as a host, and then it would multiply inside of them and then spread that way. And if at, at any point it ever felt it was the host was unhappy with it, that would just mutually and freely leave, you know, like leave them. So it'd be like a, it'd be a weird take on the space slug thing of instead of it being something horrible and trying to kill you, it's it's sort of like a friendly comic version of um, Venom. How, how right. about okay? So this this entity takes over the person, gives them superpowers. Yes, gives the person superpowers, but the deal is that you know you're you're helping me uh, uh, recreate, make babies. Yeah, yeah, make babies, make uh, uh, cosmic babies or whatever. But the but the 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 net result is that you get to be a superhero during that period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, okay, I like how this is going. So, what are the so powers? Can this, be a, can this be a pregnant hero? You know, it would be interesting. You don't see a lot of pregnant heroes, so why right. don't we do that? Okay. Well, this is this is, but it's but the point is is that it's a <laughs> it's a freely uh, uh, con- it's. They they go right. they they enter this right. contract freely. I mean, right? right. Yeah, like the this the, the well, symbiote I mean, would would tell them what the deal is. Would say, "Hey, yeah. I'm here. Here's what I need you for. But here's what I'll give you in return." And if I were pregnant and there were suddenly an invasion of aliens and everything, I would want safety and security, especially for my unborn child. And I might make that deal. Oh, maybe that's the thing. the 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 entity needs. Uh, uh, someone who's already pregnant because it can't produce its own embryonic fluids and stuff. So it needs there to be a pre-existing fetus. Interesting. And so it only Mm -hmm. targets pregnant females. Okay, we got less than two minutes here. So, okay, but I think we actually made a lot of progress here. So the entity uh, offers to give superpowers. All right, what else can we knock off here? What's the name of this entity? Hitchhiker? (laughs) The hitchhiker, the hitcher, the, the passenger, uh, the passenger, yeah. uh, the incubator, the occupant, inhabitant, the lessee, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the dweller, the rumor, uh, the border. Oh, the border. The, the roommate. Like the, border. <laughs> the lodger. I like that's, that. Sounds painful. Border. <laughs> border is kind of interesting. 
We got 30 seconds yet left. Um, we could do the residents. I mean, that, I think it was also a band from the 70s. Yeah, it, but it would just maybe one resident. Is the it resident. like one? The resident? Yeah. The heroic name is the resident. Let's say that. The, the heroic resident. name is the resident? <laughs> Captain resident. The code name. The code what, name. Or whatever. Well, what are, what, are, what are her powers, I guess? Maybe we could... Uh... Well, I we're going to have to decide that in the next segment here because we've got five <laughs> seconds left. Yeah, I think it should be a wild card. The, the, po- the powers vary from host to host. I like it. I like that, too. Let's see. <laughs> we are... Dive, wild dive, card, dive. Wild, <laughs> wild card powers. We do. We are on... Uh, the timer has gone off. Okay. All right, that means we're going to our superhero sidebar. Oh, this is all that we got for the first half. <laughs> yes. Well, I think, I think we know the answers. We just haven't typed them in yet. Well, right, I think, right. yeah, I think we actually made a lot of progress because the character... Yeah. Is, yeah, 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 yeah. So, because this character is going to, you know, a lot of this stuff is going to be dependent on who the who the host is, right? Right, right. So, all right. Okay, we're going to uh, we're going to take a break and uh, we'll be right back after this. All right, welcome to the superhero sidebar. Today we're going to be talking about overpowered superheroes. The power. Troy, you were the one that wanted to talk about this, so uh, why yes. don't you uh, why don't you give us why don't you start us start us off? Well, you gave me a choice, and this is the thing I chose out of the choices. <laughs> so, uh, overpowered superheroes. These, um, to me, I think the the classic example of that would be Superman, uh, who had started out originally where only kryptonite was his weakness, and. I imagine the writers got very tired of having to constantly work in kryptonite. So at some point they spread it into magic being a negative effect to him as well. And then they started introducing different types of kryptonite. So you'd have red kryptonite as well, which would cause all the various effects. Um, Can you tell I haven't done my research yet? And then, um, (laughs) but to to me, it's one of those things where uh, I, in the superhero debates, you'd have Superman versus Batman concepts come up. Like, why is one better than the other mm-hmm. as simply a superhero concept? And typically, it would be the Superman is too indestructible that he doesn't have as much to fear, whereas Batman's supposed to be mostly human, although at the top peak of human conditioning, becomes more of a relatable character than Superman does. And... Uh, there's a lot of characters that are just so powerful. You have to wonder what's, where does their weakness define them? Like Doc Manhattan, or even the Incredible Hulk. When when Hulk is in Hulk form, he is extremely hard to kill, and so his big weakness is not being the Hulk and being Bruce Banner. Right. Um, so that, that's where I was going with the idea of overpowered heroes, and then where does that trap you as a writer creating that character? What do you do with that character to develop them better? Well, I, I was thinking about this question here um, a little bit, and I, I think the the one that I posed to you was a little was a little different. Was just I think I had said who's broken, which is a little different than who's overpowered. Though I guess it kind of gets around to the same thing. But I think you have to kind of look at the areas of impact that you know Superman is overpowered on one level. You know if he's you know fighting you know, mobsters, he's well overpowered. But if he's fighting somebody like Darkseid or or some of these cosmic beings, he's actually, you know, actually in the right realm. I mean, that's that's not overpowered. He actually does seem to have 
some vulnerability when dealing with these these kind of godlike characters. And then there are characters that are more powerful than him. I, mean, I think the Spectre, for instance, would be would you know wipe the floor with Superman. Or uh, I'm I'm not as familiar with DC, but I mean, there's a lot of a lot of characters that are that are bigger than him. So I, I feel like when it comes to overpowered, I, I guess the question almost is, what does it mean to be overpowered? And at at a certain category, he's not overpowered, and and I think he usually is working at least on the global scene, of uh, the global threat scene, most of the time, and uh, he's maybe a little bit overpowered, but I don't know that I would say that he's the most overpowered uh, for a global threat situation. Now, I the other thing I was thinking about was. Because I was kind of focusing on Spider-Man. I kind of kept coming back to Spider-Man, thinking in this this area of effect. And Spider-Man is a character that is way overpowered for the types of people that he deals with. He is constantly dealing with street thugs, uh, you know, organized crime. And, you know, he, he you know, occasionally goes up with these other uh, thematic supervillains. But the truth is, is that he's he's much more powerful than almost all of the villains that he goes up against. And the only reason that he, they're even a threat is because he's a little bit of a slacker. I mean, he's an underachiever <laughs> and, and that's kind of how I'm, I, I guess I'm kind of focusing on that underachiever aspect. I mean, the, he goes up against the same villains that daredevil does and daredevil wins, <laughs> but it's a little bit, it, it's, it's a bit more, interesting to see daredevil go up against somebody like the vulture you know but spider-man you know he should be winning every time and he and when he does go up against you know much larger threats he does really well so so i'm i'm kind of you know if we were to pick and i I don't know if we're actually going to put picks i'm i'm kind of leaning towards spider-man being my overpowered character of choice so the the big fish in the small pond syndrome yeah he's he's fighting below his weight class basically basically But I think that they're both kind of the same in that aspect. When you call Spider-Man the underachiever, I mean, Superman, his weakness is kryptonite. He has the power to eliminate that from the planet, from the galaxy, from the solar system. <laughs> you know, Kryptonite? If he, yes, if he wanted to, he could. Just get some lead boxes and go around collecting it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's got x-ray vision and super speed. That would take him 10 minutes, you know? <laughs> So. Well, Superman's one of those, it's true, it's like Superman is one of those characters that is never used optimally. Right, and I, and I would say the same thing happens with Spider-Man, because you're right. He he can level anyone that he's fighting on a, in a general basis. His problem becomes, I think, more um, the institutional cr- of crime, you know, the mm-hmm. coordinated crime syndicates, that sort of thing, where he's just one guy, and no matter how powerful he is, he can only do so much. Whereas Superman doesn't have that problem. You know, he could do it all <laughs> because he's Superman. You know, he's well, more of the God walking among us is his primary issue. But we do, you know, I sometimes when we ask these questions, I feel like we can't do it in a complete vacuum. We have to take into account their personalities. And, you know, somebody like Superman has a moral code. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he could solve all crime you know, certainly in a city or whatever, you know, certain scales, he could, he could be big brother and stop everything, but he would, you know, he would violate his moral code. 
Whereas Spider-Man, he's just a screw-up. <laughs> <laughs> he tries to have or a code. Peter Parker. <laughs> no, he has a code. I mean, he does have he's a code. A, he's immature. <clears throat> he's young. Compared to the knowledge that Superman would have. You know, even... Even at you know, even in his thirties, uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> even in his thirties, Spider-Man is uh, pretty. Yeah, mature. he's a yeah. <laughs> That's just built into his personality. That's yeah. Right. He's a little bit of a screw up, but at the same time, I mean, if he's going after a crime syndicate per se, he can fight the low-level guys. He might find out who their boss is. He can fight them, but he might not know where everything's coming from, who's shipping it, who's who all the dealers are. Superman could actually find all of that out just by you know looking and listening and That's all of his variety of powers and allows him to really take apart something like that without effort i know which is probably why he spends his time focusing on the larger problems instead right, of the right. smaller crime problems. exactly well the thing about superman is also some of his villains are not uh, well lex luther uh, uh, superman apparently has a super brain as well and i remember Supposedly. this one this well he doesn't use it you see this is the fun exactly thing. he never uses it he you know batman's working overtime with that stuff and superman's just kind of like he'll play a game with chess with lex luthor and and beat him easily but he doesn't spend any time dealing with that on a normal case you know <laughs> uh, and, and yeah superman is overpowered and i think kind of conveniently powered too i the, he tends right. to be his powers are used when it's you know appropriate for the plot. Well, well he probably I mean, gets. I'm oh, sorry. He probably gets lazy too because he doesn't need to use his brain. He's just. I'm Superman. I don't need to outthink you. What are you going to do? Though, wouldn't you think it would actually be you know ethically a little bit better if he he just used his brain instead of his brain? Right, right. Well, I mean, I think that that gets you into the. I mean, the differences between I would say Marvel comics and DC comics, where you know in the past at least I would always say that DC comics were fantasy and Marvel was science with sci-fi because in the dc comics you could have a character like superman who doesn't really use his powers though he has all these abilities that are far supersede his ability to solve every problem there is in his life you know um and that was just you know because you suspend disbelief that oh he's just not gonna use his super brain for anything ever well, I think it's true that in the Marvel Universe, Thor is literally a god, not as powerful as Superman, but literally right. a god, mm -hmm. and he deals with godlike issues. He actually deals with the right scope. And I think with Superman, sometimes he really doesn't. And with Spider-Man, I think sometimes he doesn't as well. Uh, um, Superman Returns, I have to point out, was such a disappointment because, like you mentioned, Lex Luthor's this genius and then his master brilliant plan to take out Superman is a kryptonite shank. So <laughs> yeah. I was super, I was super <laughs> disappointed with Superman Returns. Um, you, that's brilliant, man. He'd spent a bunch of time in prison. He'd spent, he learned, he picked up things. I see. That's a brilliant ploy in, in, in prison. And so he had like a lead lined underwear so he could hide it and Superman wouldn't see it, I guess. Well, I, I would think wallet. that you would just be I think he would you know here's a question if you intentionally give yourself lead poisoning are you invisible to hmm. can can Superman still see through you <laughs> well he, that, there, would, there would be parts in your bloodstream he would not be able to see through your bloodstream circulation 
or wherever the lead is. If your skin is turning blue from lead poisoning, would Superman be able to see the blue, or would he be colorblind? Would he? Would he care? <laughs> well, if it's Lex Luthor, or not. But I mean, oh uh, yeah, that's a question. There you go, right there. If the Joker or somebody, whoever, decides to uh, lead poison a whole city, will it all become opaque to to Superman? Will he not be able to see through people anymore? Yeah, I don't know how much the dispersion of the lead would yeah, be. Because if you made yeah. a lead aerosol, how much of that would block his vision? Because it okay, just if it's leaded, if it's leaded gasoline, and all the emissions from the cars are leaded mm-hmm. from leaded gasoline, does that make it hard for Superman to see through uh, the air? Inquiring minds want to know. That's right. Okay, so real quick, we got we got less than three minutes here. <laughs> Uh, are so we all over, just sort of over... agreeing that Superman is the most overpowered character? Well, I was going to throw in one other, but yeah. just because uh, when uh, when Troy was talking about you know how writers approach it, the one character who's really overpowered is Deadpool. But um, I love the fact that uh, writers just approached it by saying, "Okay, he's super overpowered, and we're just going to run with it," to the point where Deadpool kills the Marvel universe. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They just they just. Why is he, in what way is, you know, I don't understand that. How is he overpowered? Because he's not super strong or anything. He's just he's uh, regenerative. He's unkillable. I mean, he's the same as, uh, what's his name? Mad Wolverine. Or no, Mad not Cap. Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's more comical. Did Deadpool <laughs> ever fight Madcap? I don't know. I don't know if that ever. Yeah, that was always the thing that got me. Is like, when I saw uh, Deadpool on the scene, it was like, oh, it's like Madcap with a better costume. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's a better. Well, does Madcap break the fourth wall? Because I'm unfamiliar with yeah. Madcap. Oh that... no, Madcap, no, I don't think so. Because oh, I think that's yeah. one of Deadpool's powers is being able to break the fourth wall because he can know what's <laughs> going to happen because he's read ahead in the comic. Well, he, he mm-hmm. can crawl between panels and things like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that that of course that kind of that that but you know I feel like within the scope of his character I don't feel like that's overpowered. <laughs> it does come down to the writer because I when I was. Uh... Because like you could even argue Batman is overpowered because the writers, whatever writer's writing it, is going to not let that character die, or they're going to have yeah. a plan to bring that character back. So right. death, death is rarely permanent in the comic book universe. Um, they'll, if the character makes enough money, they'll find a way to bring them back. <laughs> okay, so just real quick, uh, we got just a few minutes. We got one minute left. So if you had to pick, mm-hmm. who would be your pick? Mine would be Spider Man. I'm going with Superman. Yeah, I'd go with Superman too. Ah, <laughs> you're outvoted. As long as he's fighting, fight, uh, fighting uh, Dark Side, he's totally fine. Okay, folks, we want to hear from you. Who do you think is the most overpowered superhero, and what does it mean to be overpowered? And uh, feel free to get in touch with us at heroicpod at gmail dot com, and we'll read your answers on the air. Welcome back, True Conceivers, to the Heroic Origins Podcast. We have been creating a new superhero. This one is, uh, what we've got so far is, the character's name is The Resident. It's an alien entity that will merge with a pregnant human and give them superpowers in exchange for helping him reproduce, or helping it reproduce. It's renting space inside a womb. Right. That's a womb right. with a view. Basically, a <laughs> All right, and we're going to continue our brainstorm. We've got 10 more minutes. We are on the clock now. So, all right. So, the resident uh, negotiates with pregnant women to give superpowers. Uh, 
So, yeah, I, I like the idea that it's, yeah, especially in times of turmoil, that this would be a good deal. Right. Uh, so what, the powers, we decided those are kind of a wild card, wild card powers. They, they vary, uh, with each, with each host. Yeah, possibly in some way taking the hosts on, um, something to do with the host, be it like a talent that they have, maybe it enhances that talent or creates a power off of that talent. I like that. Maybe a desire that the host has, like if the host has always wanted to fly, maybe that's enhances okay enhances skills well which which do we want enhanced skills or enhanced a uh desire skill what do you think terrence i i like the i i kind of feel like i want a a, a basic power set and then an enhanced skill set that okay so maybe, maybe well in vulnerability yeah, across the board maybe or durability board. Yeah, some durability. sort of some sort of like force field why don't we just say there's a force field force field or invulnerability you know? I like invulnerability. Okay, invulnerability. Okay, so let's see. So they, the because that's the thing. It's protection, right? Invulnerability. But I was thinking, you know, I was thinking it could be something. It could be. It could be something to do from the the enzymes, or something chemically related to the uh, the the resident. Is is our is our our is the resident like an energy being or because I was imagining an energy being, but but is it actually like I I like the idea of being really ugly a really ugly slug because that's part of the that's part of the negotiation is convincing the person. Ugly like, slug. Ugly yeah. talking slug. Ugly talking slug. I know is it I'm telepathic or does it actually talk? Uh, telepathic. <laughs> Just because. That way that way, it can make only specific people hear it so it can have like private conversations. And also once it's inside you, it'd be really hard to communicate if it's actually talking. Oh, that's a good point. Although, I don't know. What if it pops out of the ear? What if it pops out of the ear or something and starts talking to you? Um, okay, it, ugly it comes telepathic out and says, slug. It comes out and says, where's my cookie? Now that's that's a punchline to a joke that only a few people are probably going to know, but they'll laugh hysterically when they hear that. All right. Well, if you're one of those people, write us at HeroicPod. <laughs> tell them tell them the joke about where's my cookie. <laughs> okay. So an ugly telepathic slug, and um, wow, how does it convince anybody to do anything? Uh, that would be interesting. Well, what's the first off? What's this? Well, there's well, a reason why about... it's an endangered species. <laughs> Oh, it's let's make a point of that. Let's say it's uh, endangered species, mm-hmm. and make it where it's like one out of Is every it... twenty offspring actually survives. So even when it does make the deal, right. it's not always a great deal for it. Okay. Wow. I don't. We don't even really have a category here for all this. Um, <laughs> but one out of twenty. One out of twenty offspring Pups, puppies, whatever. Offsprings. <laughs> offsprings. Puppies don't survive. Um, slug puppies. <laughs> Slug puppies. <laughs> That's great. Now I want to. That I could actually s- be the name of the character. Yeah, slug puppy. <laughs> slug I want. I want a stuffed animal of this thing now. Do we want to call it slug <laughs> puppy, or slug pupper? Uh, puppy sounds funnier. Slug okay, puppy. slug puppy. Okay, that's great. Um, ugly telepathic slug. So, is this is this of Earth origin or is it an alien? I assumed it was alien. I mean, the alien slugs are. It could be interesting though if it was with all of these, um, the drill, the drilling that people have been doing way up in Antarctica and stuff. That there's been all this talk of like they found a block of ice, uh, a frozen lake that's it's oh so it's thousands like a, of years old. So we're going to drill it open. I'm like, no, it's 2020. Don't do that right see, now. I kind of <laughs> like that. I like the idea that it's it's actually like an old prehistoric organism that's been revived. I you know aliens are too easy. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. You're what in it, the middle of an alien invasion. That's where you know uh, 
a hitchhiker there. Maybe, oh, that's sense. a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, maybe it came in one of the aliens. So, okay, well, what, what, what do we think? Alien or, or Earth Origin? Well, the Earth Origin is more original. So if you want yes, to go, I think, I think if you want to go with original, and it could be something that people are mistaken or mistaking for alien, and that's making it even harder for it to convince people because you're in the middle of an alien invasion. So people are just going to assume it's another alien. Well, so, I mean, the other thing is this, is that it could be from prehistoric Earth, but it had previously, back when it controlled the Earth, it spread out across the universe and... But then the Earth version had kind of died off, so we could do, we could do a combination there. So we could just make it an ancient alien, right? Yeah, ancient. Well, except that it was Earth, ancient Earthling that. Right. Okay. From prehistoric <laughs> Earth, uh, and then sort of invaded uh, the cosmos, and then has come back, <laughs> or well, uh, I'd like that being unfrozen. There could be the, the, the cosmos. Story for, um, it. Basically, was it, it was something frozen in the Arctic? Not and maybe it, maybe um, it was starting to flourish during the dinosaur age, but then when all the dinosaurs got killed off, only a couple of them were able to get frozen and stay alive. Or in, in this case, one. Or right? one. So, yeah, one. Okay, invaded cosmos, but was left behind um, when Ice Age came. Okay. The Thing. That's the movie I'm thinking of. Uh, no, that's a crash landed. I just actually watched that the other day. It, it crash landed on the planet, but it was under the ice in Antarctica. It's a great movie. So it is a great movie. Both versions. I was, actually, I was just watching The Blob this morning. <laughs> I haven't seen that for a long time. So, okay. So it has been, uh, the other thing was that it, 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 it's revived from, uh, Alaskan drilling, right? Sure. Alaskan oil drilling. I think that was a cool thing. Uh, <clears throat> So, who is it in? Uh, who has it made this pact with at this point? So it would probably have to be a pregnant Alaskan oil driller. Well, that makes <laughs> sense. Wants to reproduce and repopulate the planet. Um, it, it could be a native, uh, native Alaskan, in one of the villages. And this is going to be a supporting character. This is the supporting character, oh. the host, I think. So the supporting character is the. Uh, is this, are they, do you have a do you have a news reporter yet or a podcaster? Is it could it, be a. Uh, I don't think we do, but it could be a it could be a news reporter. It could be a protester, an oil oil uh, pipeline protester. Right, someone who was right, up there right. either covering it as a story or protesting it. Okay, which uh, or it could be both, of course. It could be like a citizen citizen a, blogger, a podcast protester. Yeah, yeah. a podcast <laughs> podcaster protester. Of oil pipeline, of Alaska oil pipeline, and was pregnant because that if she was working, she pro- I mean she probably wouldn't have been working at the oil company or whatever if she was pregnant. Or maybe, would she? Maybe, I don't know. maybe maybe well, she's, how far maybe along she, is she? Yeah, maybe pregnancy? she's newly pregnant and she didn't know she's pregnant. Yeah, okay. and this entity is the one who told her she's pregnant. Oh, interesting. Okay, and so part like of their storyline is she has to go get a pregnancy test in order for them to for him to prove. That she's pregnant. <laughs> that would, make, that would make for an interesting story because she's, you know, she, she may not realize. Maybe she broke up with her boyfriend, or her boyfriend has run away and didn't. I think you should make her out. a heavy TikTok user, just because I know very little about about TikTok and <laughs> the idea of her so stories being told thirty seconds at a time. Uh, if you don't know anything about TikTok, though, then what, what are we what are we adding to the character there? I don't even know the co- homework. <laughs> Oh, she's a TikTok <laughs> podcaster. Okay, I yeah, TikTok podcaster. I I get what you're saying. TikTok 
TikTok podcaster. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, we got a uh, minute 20 left. Equipment, none, right? None. For the, for the slug puppy, none. Yeah. Yeah. Skills, those are... Negotiating. Oh, had... Negotiating skills. <laughs> negotiating, but also enhances enhances skills or oh, or um, gives new skills to the person. We got invulnerability as the base set. Right, that'd be a power though, wouldn't it? It would be. So but no skills for negotiating. No skills, I guess, except maybe except maybe it knows like renter's law or something. <laughs> but but are we deciding that it enhances right. talents or enhances oh, desired um, talents? Maybe a little of both. Like it, it gives the flat like everyone that it would uh, make the deal with it could give an invulner- a level of invulnerability, but then it also yeah. would give it would enhance pre-existing talents and then maybe give one desired talent. But, but we don't know uh, what it's going to be because it's a wild card. I guess that's right. the thing. So so in it's this case, be different. yeah. So in this case, for this character, maybe it gives her um, an ability to um, charm people or become more charismatic because she wants to be a podcaster. And so, like, not not straight up mind control, but sort of um, an ability to convince people or get people to watch her podcast as a power. So marketing, super marketing, super marketing, (laughs) super charisma. Okay, that's hey, the the alarm's going off. That's now canon. All right, the power of super marketing. Well, that's it for the uh, second regulation period. We, however, have several categories that we still need to fill out. So. We're going to go into our lightning round. Lightning round. And uh, we're going to work that out. So we have two additional minutes per category that we did not complete. And uh, I think we're going to whip through these real quick. So yeah. let's... Uh, do you guys have a preference on what we start off? we got name, skills, appearance, occupation, psychology, and arch nemesis that we need to work on. Ooh. Just work your way at the top of the list down. Yeah, let's okay. go. Yeah. All right, we are on the clock. Two minutes to get name, and really just the name of the host, because we came up with uh, the uh, the hero, quote-unquote hero, is Slug Puppy. So the name of the host is, I mean, uh, she might have a superhero name in addition to her personal name. So if this person's a native Alaskan, you know, I could see, like, the first name just being, like, Julie or Kathy or something like that, but then maybe having some sort of... Or maybe not. Maybe the... Maybe. I mean, do we want to give the person an Inuit name? I mean, I think that that would just make sense. If it, you know, pick a letter. Like what? Uh, well, what meaning? What's what's our meaning for this character? Do, do we want to tie it into the slug? Well, there's Inuit goddess of fertility <laughs> and childbirth is Akna. Akna. Oh, well, that fits. Yeah, that fits so perfectly that I would say that that's her name. Yeah. Okay. Akna, but what's her last name? Smith. Smith. <laughs> um, well, why don't, why don't we uh, go with the idea that you know her family is a the oil baron are the oil oil barons. And, okay. Uh, What's a, what are some what are some like her, uh, major oil Exxon is companies good... <laughs> in Alaska? Okay. Conoco Phillips. So Phillips, want to go Acna Phillips? That sounds good. Let's yeah. Do it. All right. Okay, and does she have? Does she have a superhero name? We got twenty six seconds left. I think I think this should be. She just started, so she hasn't developed. Part of her journey okay. is developing a superhero name. Totally fine with that. So actually, you know, one thing I realized we didn't we didn't talk about what her powers are. Did we? 
You mean the powers of the slug giver that the slug gives her? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Uh, we know it's invulnerability, yeah. but we didn't decide what. Oh, we did. We talked about her having super marketing um, abilities. Never mind. Yeah. Right. Okay. Oh, we're out of time. <laughs> so that was we got that covered, right? We did. Yeah. We, we're I covered we on did. that. So we covered that. Okay, we're gonna look at skills. We're on the clock. Two minutes. Skills for the slug or skills for no? We got negotiating that. for the slug. So her skills are uh, well. She comes social, from a rich family. Social, me social media. Social media. Yeah. Anything else? Um, oh, well, she's political, so she's social she's justice organizing. Lawyer. Organizing. Is she a organizing. lawyer? Oh, you want to say uh, law? No, I'm saying social, she, ju social justice. Community lawyer. organizer. Yeah, yeah, I I kind of like well, the I mean, idea of her being a bit ditzy though too, because she is a rich kids. True. A rich family Terrence? kids. What were you? Gonna yeah, say? no, I'm I'm on that same line that she's a uh, she's young and she's inexperienced, but she's just kind of going by her guts. Okay. I mean, what her you know what it tells her to do. So. so just social media. That's pretty much her, her her thing. Right. Okay, we got that figured out. Great. Okay, we're over that on? time now. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> we, we're saving it. time. We're saving time. Okay, we got appearance. What's her civilian appearance? Two minutes go. Uh, should be the opposite of the slug, right? She should be beautiful. Okay, beautiful, and she's I mean, an she's... influencer, so she's probably stylish. She's yeah. got like. Well, is I mean... she going to be just stylish, or is she going to actually have a superhero suit to really stand out and make herself? You know, I well, am the. If she doesn't have a superhero name, I don't think she has a superhero. I, again, but, I, think but that's she's going to be something. She like might that. be a fashion. She might. What's her her TikTok? Is it just protest? Is it like is it like protest and fashion or something like that? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think it should be part Maybe. of her journey. Like, there needs to be the whole '80s montage of her trying on different superhero costumes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so let's. So when she's an influencer, because I mean, there's a lot of people that are that they become celebrities, and but they also have that social, you know, justice component to it. So it could be that she's, you know, about fashion. Maybe she has a fashion blog. Yeah, like uh, uh, it could be a blog on like. Um, oh, she could have a fashion Instagram and a... Instagram. Yeah. So yeah. it's about. And, Beautification so is that what we're saying? Make makeup tutorials. Okay, yeah. makeup tutorials. <laughs> but it's all, but it's all it's all humane makeup. You know, none of this makeup oh, yeah. is tested on animals. Humane. All right, all right. I like it. Are we done with that one, or is there anything more? We've got thirty seconds left. The appearance. Um, yeah, I mean, well, it's it's also of course beautiful is all subjective. So yeah. Well, I, just... I, I think it's just fashionable. But uh, yeah, so fashionable. She does makeup tutorials. So she's, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Okay. Anything else? No, I think we're good. Okay. All right. <laughs> we 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 beat the buzzer on that one as well. Okay. <laughs> Occupation. Two minutes on the clock. Well, I mean, so we we know she's a podcaster. She's an, yeah, if she's working to be an influencer, I mean that's a full time job. Yeah. But I also think that she's getting and, but lots of she, money. She's just making money from her her parents. Yeah, and if she's got okay. rich parents, then she's All which right. is yeah. I think it should be one of those things where she. She hates that she gets money from her parents, but she knows that she can't make it yet as an influencer. So she yeah. begrudgingly takes the money, but she won't turn it down. Right. Okay. Maybe she has a lifestyle that she's accustomed to that is more expensive than what she would want to admit, I guess, right. to, Just, her, okay. to her fans. Yeah, traveling to all the places to protest. <laughs> And to be in the middle of every event yeah. that's happening. She was she was in Alaska protesting, but she's staying in a really nice hotel yeah. and Ubered to the yeah. protest site. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay. So she's, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, anything else on that, or are we pretty set with that? I think that's good. Okay. We beat the buzzer again. All right. Psychology. <laughs> We're talking about uh, civilian psychology here for her, starting two minutes now. 
we kind of well, covered that. She she we, comes from a very rich family, and she sees well, she's she pregnant, s- but she doesn't know it yet. Oh, but she that does mean that she had uh, relations. Relationships. Uh, well, that's a question, though. I mean, it's uh, this is this is after she's been informed that mm-hmm. she has. I mean, what's... actually, yeah, I think maybe we need to look into those supporting characters a little bit more. Yeah. Is maybe, there a... maybe oh, have her slightly maybe have her slightly gullible to where she believed her boyfriend when he said they didn't need to well, use birth control? Because she must he... be really young. What do you think? She's like eighteen. I'm I'm thinking young Seven. like that. Yeah, like around. Okay, so she's is she in college? Maybe she's taking. Is she a seventeen? High... Is she in high school? Is she? Maybe she would be in high school, but there's the pandemic. Right. And she's in school. Oh, school. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, so this is um, kind of background stuff here. So she's her, her family's rich, so she can have a private tutor. Yeah. Think she had an affair with a tutor? <laughs> no, I seriously. You know, I mean, that's the kind of. thing. I guess. Yeah. Who else are you coming into contact with? That's a good point. You know. <laughs> Well, yeah, because it's kind of late in the pandemic here for it to be a brand, you know, she would have to be absconding with this person. Uh, yeah, that's the only... someone else on the on the uh, protest circuit, another rich kid. Well, also... from a storytelling perspective, is it better to keep it tied together with one of the other supporting characters or do we want well, to um, add a separate one? Well, a lot of the, um, uh, a lot of the, from what I'm hearing, a lot of the college kids in that are ignoring the um, social distancing rules. So maybe she was at a rave. Yeah, Even though true. there's a pandemic, but she's socially on. conscious, so I'm like thinking she would probably outwardly at least support all the restrictions. I, I'm thinking but that I think the tutor. I'm going. I think she the wore a mask. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, okay, we got. <laughs> okay, we. I don't think we decided that one. We may come. That'll be maybe back to the okay, the revision period. Okay, arch nemesis. We got two minutes. Go. Common sense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> Do we, I mean, does the Boomers. space slug, this is, we didn't f- talk about Nemesis with the space slug. There actually oh, may yeah. be a uh, arch nemesis for the space slug. In fact, it's possible that the Lyceum knows about these slugs because they did leave Earth back before the Ice Age. Yeah, maybe maybe the Lyceum view them as just um, rodents. Alternately, the Stratoplex are robots in the future that could have come, we don't know what their world is like, but it could be one of global warming and all of these slugs have come back. So the Stratoplex could be aware of them as well, right? True. Um, but there also may be a predator, a natural predator that's also revived from global warming, right? I would think that their bigger um, enemy would be the Stratoplex, actually, who are robots and therefore do not breed and would never have a pregnancy for them to have a symbiotic relationship with well but then they would just be they wouldn't care about them because they wouldn't be affected by them but if they're if say if there's a planet of robots though then and if that's what they do to the earth in the future but why would you what would be the motivation for these robots to to attack them well maybe the robots we're making the assumption that the robots have been telling us the truth yeah well Well, but i mean if they're not going to get pregnant they're not affected by this care this creature at all but if the robots' goal is to get rid of humans, then these slugs could give the humans the power to fight the robots. Yeah, but we don't know what their motivations are. <laughs> I, I, the thing is that the slugs in and of themselves are not a danger to the robots. It's only if they're... So if they're... Okay, so that's what it is. They give superpowers to other organic creatures that maybe threaten the robots. They create nuisances, if nothing else. Because if it's like giving superpowers to like a rodents or something... Mm-hmm. Uh, there may be super invulnerable right. rodents eating the wires of these. Okay, yeah. so 
<laughs> All right, that's the time. Right, so we're saying the Stratoplex is the arch nemesis. Are the arch nemesis? Yeah. Yeah. If we have to have an arch nemesis, I think that's the ones that make the most sense. Yeah, it's it's on our list. <laughs> um, all right, and we you have put birth, just put birth control as their arch nemesis. <laughs> okay, we have one more two minute period just for general revisions, so we can go back and talk about anything that we uh, did. We think... cover the psychology. Well, let's go. Let's we're on the clock. Two minutes. So okay. I feel like psychology. She's um, well. We were. That's why we we kind of went off on who was her. You know who got her pregnant and stuff. Oh, so that okay. was what we were dealing with. Uh. So she's she now is protecting her boy that sales job would have been interesting protecting so protecting her her unborn child well if it's early in her pregnancy doesn't she even know about that did it just sell her on the fact that i can give you powers and make you charismatic well, but the whole point is this is a hero slug, so it's not going to be oh, yes, negotiated by bad faith. <laughs> you know, that was that was the whole thing. I don't want it to be. It could be. It right. could also, maybe she's maybe she makes the assumption that her parents won't let her keep the child because oh, that's yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So protecting her unborn child. <laughs> uh, so from parents <laughs> uh, and and aliens and robots. Yeah. But I mean generally she's a rebellious against her parents is what we're True. seeing. But she okay, also so. wants to make the world a better place as a general psychology. But because mm-hmm. she's rebelling against her parents who are ruining the world. So <laughs> yeah. um Marin, uh social social justice minded. And also, I mean, her psychology is I mean, if she's an influencer, she's definitely needs attention, right? Right. So she's, she definitely wants to be she starred for attention because she didn't, didn't get it from her parents. And that's why she has the affair with the tutor, because he's giving her attention. I mean, I don't know. I like the, I like the tutor being the father of the... You like the tutor? Well, because it's, it's also just... It's, it's, a, it's a moral conundrum that... Um, well, depending on how moral you make the tutor, too. Well, I think the point is, is that he's... Uh, you know, he, he crossed a line. I mean, yeah. we don't know how old the tutor is. The tutor, it may not be a... True. Uh, I mean, the tutor could just be a year older than her, but I mean, the the point is that that's unethical. Yes. So, okay. Yeah. Time's up, but I think we decided <laughs> that the private tutor is the father. All right. All right. Well, I think we have enough to work with here. Let's take a break, and when we return, we'll review what we have. Welcome back, True Conceivers. If you're just joining us, this is the Heroic Origins Podcast. I'm Terrence. And I'm Dave. And this is... Troy! And we've been designing a brand new superhero. Let's summarize what we've got. Troy, do you want to give it a shot? No. I mean, yes. Today, we created two characters with a symbiotic relationship. One is the resident, a.k.a. Slug Puppy, a prehistoric telepathic slug that bonds itself to other organisms in order to reproduce offers invulnerability and an enhanced power set based on the host's desires. Slug Puppy has bonded with the young TikTok influencer, Akna Phillips, daughter of the Alaskan oil barons. She uses her newfound powers to advance her social media presence where she offers makeup tutorials, fashion advice, and promotes social causes. So those are our characters for this episode, but how do they fit into the continuing storyline? We're going to do a five-minute brainstorm to find out. All right, we're uh, on the clock starting now. Five minutes. 
So, okay, we talked a little bit about maybe a relationship with the Stratoplex. We could give the character, the, the slug, a relationship to both of them, the Stratoplex and the Lyceum. We could have the motivation for the uh, slug to really be to get these Stratoplex off the planet since they may have been responsible for a previous extinction of some sort. Well, the Stratoplex, though, is they're, they're future robots, not past right, robots. Right, right. You mean the Lyceum or... Oh, well, I guess, yeah, that doesn't work out, does it? Well, I think the Ice Age was what extincted, extincted them. That's a verb. Extincted. <laughs> I think it was the Ice Age, and so they, but, but I think the, the possibility that they spread, that they were, they were technologically advanced, and they actually spread through the galaxy, and they've, they're, they're known to the Lyceum, but then they also get revived later because of global warming, I mean, they, they could be threats to both the Stratoplex and the Lyceum. In fact, maybe that's the whole thing, is that uh, Slug Puppy is scared to death of both of them. So maybe it doesn't want to, maybe it wants to keep a very low profile and not let either of them know that they're back. Yeah, yeah. Now, how far from, or if the robots are from the future, are they from a future, they've come back to change, a la Terminator, um, yeah. the future that they're from? Exactly. So part of their future may have been messed up by the slub puppy existence. And that's one of the things they're on the lookout for to prevent, but they don't know when or how it's going to happen because of how the nature of how the slug puppies hide within their hosts. And the Lyceum may know about them just in the same way that like in Star Trek, they know about Tribbles. Mm -hmm. And we just imagine the Lyceum are like Klingon. Is it Klingons or Romulans? Which are the ones that Tribbles respond to? They hate Klingons. Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) so maybe the, uh, the Lyceum know about them because they're, maybe they're mortal enemies out in the cosmos, you know. Now, I'm trying to remember, do the Elysium disguise themselves, or are they always very, are their appearance always easily to spot? Or, I think they they're humanoid. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they're... I don't think that we've... We haven't really talked about that. So that could, that could look like. Yeah, if, if they're trying to stay in disguise, then that would make the slug puppies a problem for them, because they could identify who, the, who they are. I don't think the Lyceum, though, would stay in disguise. I think they're powerful enough that they wouldn't even try to hide oh, anything. Okay. Right, right. So, but I mean, they still, the slugs, uh, I mean, if these slugs go around and give superpowers to people, they they could be like a huge problem, uh, you know, an infestation type of situation. So, right, right. Um, and, and I figure that our telepathic, oh. this is a telepathic slug. So it, it, you know, if it was reborn on earth, it may not know about the Stratoplex or the Lyceum, but it may very quickly be able to figure out that. I'm sorry, this is this is sidetracking a bit, but it just occurred to me that if there were humans, males, who found out about these, they could view that a patriarchy would view it as a problem because now all these females are going to get powers. It could become the ruling class. Oh, the goodness, ruling... yeah. <laughs> so you could have this whole other cabal of just males who are trying to stop the slug puppies because they don't want females getting superpowers. Well, how much of this stuff actually kind of comes out during the storyline, though? I, that, yeah, I they'd have, they'd have to about. start. Yeah, there would have to be a successful. You'd have to get yeah a number generation of breeding. Yeah, this 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 slug is it has not been on Earth for a long time. So, mm-hmm. as far as we know, it's brand new to our ecosystem because of this oil drilling right. that revived it. Now, there, it's possible there are other slugs that are on the planet, but right now we only know about one. Mm-hmm. So humans, they would learn these implications going forward, and they would realize that this might be something that uh, 
you have a whole bunch a of superpowered pregnant women. That would be <laughs> that's like well, a nightmare for certain political groups. Would, does Slug Puppy? Does our Slug know about the you know the continuing expansion of all the slugs that have gone? Would that just be a telepathic? I think knowledge that throughout to, the. Yeah, I think that maybe we, to make it convenient, the Slug Puppy race should all be a brood. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Hive mind, to a degree. So they are all in sync. So maybe the slug puppy knows he's the last one or I, she's the last one. And I've, so is trying to recreate. Go ahead, Dave. A hive mind. I mean, that just because if they're out there in the universe, that's like a whole lot of knowledge right there. Yeah, I, I think that's too I much. I wasn't thinking hive that's mind. Too much. I was thinking, though, just but to I think they would communicate know. and to know about the others. And they would know about the others, but I don't think communication. Yeah. I think it should be. I think the slug puppy should think it's the last one. So maybe yeah, maybe there's yeah. a range. A because if strange. well, if they could communicate with one another, then it would know about the lyceum. Because otherwise, it doesn't. No, no, no. Really it knows know through the lyceum. It knows it can read the lyceum members' minds. Oh, okay, okay. So that's okay. how it finds out about stuff. I think it's in the dark, but um, it because it, it has a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, and and, it, and that's part of the unfolding of its story, is the the lyceum and the stratoplex them being on on the planet. That's actually feeds the slug information they definitely need to be telepathic and being able to read minds especially of the host so that it can quickly catch yeah. up on what's going on yeah so i think that's how it fits into the story the slug has its its species has connections with both the lyceum and the stratoplex and their antagonist antagonistic relationships and the slug is finding out about these things through contact with the the aliens and the robots, and also through whatever our the host finds out as well. Can it read the robots' minds? Probably. Well, are they are organic they... brains? Uh, yeah, probably not. But that but that's okay. That's actually good. That would be a um, that would so be one of those things where it it doesn't know that there's an antagonism going on there and finds out in a different way. That's so, when yeah, they it only knows what the Lyceum know. Right. As far as outside yeah. of, so outside of the Lyceum doesn't mind, know about really. the Stratoplex, then it doesn't know. Right. So yeah, but that but that sets up. But the point is that the Stratoplex are also antagonists, and that would unfold ultimately in the story overall. All right. I think we got the basic thing. I, we're actually out of time, but the buzzer didn't go off for whatever reason. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I think we've done it. I think we've integrated it with the story, and we know going forward how uh, the resident, a.k.a. Slug Puppy, and Akna are going to engage with these characters. So, All right, well, that's, that's it for this episode, but we do want to hear from you, True Conceivers. What did we get right? What did we get wrong? What are some ways to add depth to these characters? What are some possible storylines? Email us at heroicpod at gmail.com or check out our Facebook page at Heroic Origins. And we'll, uh, we'll read your feedback on upcoming episodes. We'll be posting our own sketches of this new character on our social media, but we'd love to see how you envision them. If you want to share your artwork, uh, send it our ways through the email, or uh, check us out on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, and uh, we'll, we'll try to highlight those as well. Don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get our podcasts. Well, I want to thank Troy here and troy actually do you have anything that you want to plug in the meantime sure oh you mean that i can do like publicly yes um, so that would be uh 
the show that I'm on called Rocky Mountain Geek Tank. Uh, best way to find us is to go to Facebook and look us up. We try to do a live show every Thursday, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We tend to alternate between what's called a live play, which is where a group of people get together and live play a tabletop role-playing game. People can find us on Facebook. Just search up Rocky Mountain Geek Tank, and we do live shows every Thursday, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, but those shows store so you can go back and watch them even after they've happened. You can join us live and actually ask us questions during the show. You can also go to our webpage to look up all of our previous shows at www.rockymountaingeektank.com. All right, that's a wrap. Keep on hero smithing, true conceivers, and we'll see you next week on Heroic Origins. Bop! Bop.